Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Good morning. Oh, it's so good to be with you this morning. I am in the central coast of California in Cambria, having just completed the uh, Masterful Living Retreat, which was open to people in Masterful Living and not, and folks who are interested in those teachings that I offer in the Masterful Living class, which really has to do with living A Course in Miracles. It's pretty much everything that I teach is that practical application of A Course in Miracles and looking at it from a very practical, mystical point of view. And I also completed the first ever uh, spiritual counseling training intensive, which was magnificent. And I feel so blessed that I said yes uh, to doing all of that, and uh, now I'm on the move, and it's so nice to be here in the Central Coast. There's been a lot of rain, which is very much needed here in California, so we're blessed, and let us begin taking that breath of love and gratitude. I invite you to place your hand on your heart, as I am doing, and we recognize that the kingdom is within Taking that breath of love and gratitude, we invoke divine grace into our awareness and we're saying yes to the unlimited, saying yes to the unprecedented, saying yes, yes, yes. Taking that breath of love and gratitude, we're grateful and thankful to open our hearts to true abundance, to true prosperity, to wisdom, clarity, freedom, joy, harmony, and all of the spiritual qualities of life. Taking this breath of love and gratitude, we're anchoring ourselves in the peace of God, remembering our true nature is already free and we're already as holy as holy can be. In gratitude, we dedicate ourselves to remembering the truth that sets us free and sharing the benefits with everyone because we are one with them. In gratitude, we allow it to be, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. 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 <sighs> yeah. I'm Jennifer Hadley. If you're new to this offering, uh, next week I'm going to have uh, my teacher, Venerable Dahani Iwahu, who's a Buddhist and a Cherokee chief, and uh, she is the founder of the Tibetan Buddhist nunnery, the Vajra Dakini nunnery in Vermont. And uh, also the Peace Village there uh, in Lincoln, Vermont. Uh, and beautiful Cherokee teachings combined with the Buddhist teachings. And I've invited her on the show to talk about the Buddhist and Native American teachings regarding the illusion. So I look forward to that. Tune into that. Remember, too, you can always get these uh, broadcasts on podcasts. So you can sign up for the podcast. It's totally free. And then uh, your iTunes will automatically download each episode as it's newly available. Of course, we're live now. So the topic this week is abundance. And I was feeling that this is something that a number of people are really feeling they'd like to have a teaching in. So I've certainly had a teaching in it in my life experience. And I'm very happy to share. I'm going to take a sip of my tea. So there are a number of references to abundance in A Course in Miracles. And in a way, A Course in Miracles is a teaching in abundance because it's a teaching in restoration. 
And I believe our true nature is abundance. So I believe our true nature is the spiritual qualities of life. Abundance, prosperity, wholeness, freedom, harmony, joy, wisdom, clarity, and creativity. All these spiritual qualities are the kingdom. They are the abundance which is pre-installed. And when we seek the kingdom first, everything is added unto us. So our abundance is returned to us. And the only reason we're not experiencing abundance now is because we're choosing to focus on something else. Like lack, limitation, separation. So, I... <laughs> I, I love A Course in Miracles so much. And on page 13 in my copy, which is chapter 1, section 5. Oops, sorry. The page flipped. Uh, chapter, well, yeah. Sub, uh, page 13, chapter 1, section 5, Wholeness in the Spirit. It says, Whatever is true is eternal and cannot change or be changed. Spirit is therefore unalterable because it is already perfect, but the mind can elect what it chooses to serve. So choose ye this day whom you will serve, God or the ego. That's what uh, in in the Bible we are familiar with, choose ye this day whom you will serve, God or mammon. Mammon is another word for ego, for the material world. So... The eternal nature of all these spiritual qualities is our abundance. It is our inheritance. Now, flipping over to section four in chapter one, the escape from darkness. It says here, and I love this. The mind that serves spirit is invulnerable. That's at the end of paragraph two. The mind that serves Spirit is invulnerable. So when we're in service to the ego, which many of us have been, I certainly used to be, and now not so much, the mind that serves the spirit is invulnerable. So our invulnerability comes from aligning with spiritual truth and living it. And that's our liberation, that's our freedom. So we hear these teachings all the time, but then it's a moment-by-moment choosing. So think on this for a second, because I ponder this. If we choose ego just for a moment, oh, I just want to complain about this for a moment. Oh, I just feel like being bad for a moment. Of course, meaning being bad means we think if we choose this behavior, we're a bad person. So we're choosing that behavior, we're choosing to judge ourselves as bad. And one of the things that's so clear is that we will frequently judge others differently than we judge ourselves. So what we may, might label ourselves as being a sinner and bad for doing, we wouldn't necessarily bl- hold that same judgment against someone else. So one of the things that also becomes clear is that one of the purposes of judgment is to keep us in line. So we judge ourselves in order to control and manipulate ourselves. And so how is that doing that? Who Who is really doing that? Who's really in charge? So the ego has a, 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 such a, an insidious plan to keep us aligned with it. So on one hand, we will say, I am not going to do that again. I'm not going to do that anymore. Judge that that is bad, I'm not going to do that, I don't want to label myself as bad. And so we make these proclamations, I'm not doing that anymore, I won't do that anymore, right? Aren't we all familiar with that? And then what happens? The rebel rears its head and says, you're not the boss of me, I'm going to do what I need to do, I'm going to do what I feel like doing. 
right now I don't have the strength of will to keep that agreement with myself. I would rather do what I feel like doing now and wear the label of bad. Yep. So we might say, oh, I'm not going to have any more alcohol or I'm not going to have sex with that person again or I am not going to, whatever, doesn't really matter at all. And then we say, a moment comes and we say, the heck with that, I'm going to do what I feel like doing, or I need that, now I need that, I can't give it up, I need it, I want it, I crave it. And so we go for it knowing that we will then be labeling ourselves as bad and wrong. And so here's a question for you, is in any way what you're really craving is that label, the bad and wrong? And are you the one who's craving it, or is it the ego? And you're identified with the ego, and therefore you don't really know what you're doing. You're just identified with the ego and bouncing around in the ego craziness. Because the ego is the one who says, I'm not going to do that anymore. And then the ego is the one who says, I have to do that, I need to do that, I want to do that. So the ego is rebelling against itself. The ego makes the rules and then the ego breaks the rules. And when we're identified with the ego, we just bounce around back and forth, back and forth. But the spirit doesn't need to make those kinds of rules. The spirit just chooses love and love and love and love. Has no cravings, has no aversions, has no addictive or compulsive tendencies whatsoever. This is why what I teach in all my classes is rather than working at the level of form, which is what behavior is, which is what emotions are, we work at the level of spirit. And so we use spiritual practice to support us in identifying with the spirit so that we don't get caught in identifying with the ego. And we literally wash out of our mental awareness all those identifications with a selfish self, a lower self, a small self, a separate self, and then all that's left is the awareness of our unified self, our holy self, our true self. And then we don't have to go through that battle with demons. Spiritual practice is the cleanser. That's why in all my classes we focus on creating a spiritual practice that works for you. And by the way, this is the last month, March is the last month that anyone can join Masterful Living for 2014. So if you'd like to do this work, check out the Masterful Living page at jenniferhadley.com. And when you read that page, you'll see, you'll know if it's right for you. If you're ready to do that work or if doing it with me interests you. Now, going back to abundance, you can begin to see that if we keep choosing to attack ourselves and judge ourselves, that the identification is with the ego, but abundance is of the spirit. So if you're trying to manifest abundance by working in form, but you're still energizing this identification with the ego, then you're literally cutting off your abundance. Because abundance is an awareness. And when you are aware of your connection to your brother, to your sister, as spirit, when you are in that constant connection with the spirit, you naturally, easily, and gracefully are able to manifest whatever is needed when you need it in this world of effects. Because your mind is clear. 
So your clear mind is your abundance. Now, in this section, which is page 11 in my book, chapter 1, section 4, The Escape from Darkness, it starts with the escape from darkness involves two stages. First, the recognition that darkness can't hide. Darkness cannot hide. Darkness cannot hide from the light. Why? Because darkness is the appearance of an absence of light. So just as when you walk into a dark room and you flip the switch, you flip the light switch on and the light comes on, the darkness can't hide from the light. It has nowhere to go because it's nothing. The light is everything. And the light doesn't have to say to the darkness, Okay, darkness, I'm going to turn on now, so you have to leave. I'm not going to fight with you. You better go. No, the light is so strong. It's everything. The darkness is nothing. The darkness is pure illusion. And the only thing that supports that darkness is a belief in it. That's all the strength that it has. So this is why with A Course in Miracles, we're undoing all beliefs. Because all beliefs are a belief in darkness. We don't believe the truth. The truth sets us free because the truth is love. Love is the truth. It is our true nature. Now, second, the recognition that there... So the the, the next step is the recognition there is nothing you want to hide even if you could. So this is the practice of A Course in Miracles, bringing everything to the light of our loving awareness. And then the mind that serves spirit is invulnerable. Darkness is lack of light, as sin is lack of love. It has no unique properties of its own. It is an example of the scarcity belief. That's what darkness is. It is an example of the scarcity belief, but there is no scarcity unless we believe in it. Darkness is an example of the scarcity belief from which only error can proceed. Truth is always abundant. Those who perceive and acknowledge that they have everything have no needs of any kind. So that's what spiritual practice helps us to do. It helps us to recognize our abundance, that we already have everything. The kingdom is pre-installed. When we seek that, everything is added unto us. Truth is always abundant. Those who perceive and acknowledge that they have everything have no needs of any kind. The purpose of the atonement is to restore everything to you. So this is our walk, to choose the atonement for ourselves. What is the atonement? It is the full recognition that there's been no separation. And then on page 12, here in the final paragraph of section 4, chapter 1, it says... Let me back up just a smidge here. There is no death. And Jesus is telling us here, why I could demonstrate that he demonstrated death does not exist. I came to fulfill the law of reinter- by reinterpreting it. The law itself is properly understood, offers only protection. It is those who have not yet changed their minds who brought the hellfire concept into it. I assure you, I will witness for anyone who lets me, and to whatever extent he permits it. Your witnessing demonstrates your belief, and thus strengthens it. Those who witness for me are expressing through their miracles that they have abandoned the belief in deprivation in favor of the abundance they have learned belongs to them. Abundance belongs to us. Let us not trade it for judgments and opinions and a belief in lack. There is no lack unless we believe in it. It's hard to believe that, but we're doing it together. 
I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to A Course in Miracles. Do check out Masterful Living at JenniferHadley.com. I'll be right back. You're listening to Online Radio at Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. And we're back. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and we're talking about abundance and understanding abundance as part of our inheritance and letting the darkness fade, opening our heart and mind to true abundance. So, the, and Jesus says to us here at the end of section four in chapter one, those who witness for me are expressing through their miracles that they have abandoned the belief in deprivation in favor of the abundance they have learned belongs to them. And then in the next section, wholeness and spirit, it says here, Ultimately, every member of the family of God must return, paragraph 4. The miracle calls him to return because it blesses and honors him, even though he may be absent in spirit. God is not mocked. It's not a warning, but a reassurance. God would be mocked if any of his creations lacked holiness. The creation is whole, and the mark of the wholeness is holiness. Miracles are affirmations of sonship, which is a state of completion and abundance. So you see, this is our true nature, is abundance. But if we have a belief in attack, attacking ourselves or others, if we have a belief in holding resentments, and regrets and blame, we are literally blocking the flow of abundance. The the big, big block to abundance is for unforgiveness, resentment, regret, regret and blame, judgment. So you see, I focus so much in my teachings on releasing the judgments. And in my year-long Massful Living class, in my Finding Freedom class, it's all about really how to relax the mind, how to restore, using these principles from A Course in Miracles, and really treasuring the freedom and retraining the mind. So we do it in a group energy, and it's wonderful. Whatever is true is eternal and cannot change or be changed. Spirit is therefore unalterable because it is already perfect, but the mind can elect what it chooses to serve. You see, choose ye this day whom you will serve. The only limit, so this this is the only limit that we can hold in our awareness, the only limit put on its choice is that it cannot serve two masters. So that's it. We can't serve love and separation simultaneously. We have to choose. We have to choose. And so this is where it becomes so challenging, right? To serve only love, to choose only love. But the wonderful, beautiful teaching of A Course in Miracles is that if you forgot to choose love, Forgive yourself, which means do not judge yourself and choose again. And then you are choosing love. And let the dead bury the dead. Let the past be the past. It is not, it's not worth looking back. Be in the present moment now. How can you choose love now? How can you be in tune with love now? How can you accept the atonement for yourself now? How can you choose a miracle now? What is a miracle? A miracle is when you align with the truth. And then you may or may not experience something in form. My greatest miraculous experiences are all ones that are happening in my mind. When I'm able to let go of a resentment, 
that feels miraculous. How do I do that? I partner up with the Holy Spirit all day long. And I recognize that the Holy Spirit is my higher self. Higher Holy Spirit self. Yes, yes, yes. How grateful I am to know that this is so. How grateful I am to choose abundance now. To choose love now. Love is my abundance. So one of the things that we work with a lot in my classes is cultivating the willingness. So I am willing to choose my abundance. I am willing to accept my abundance. I am willing to allow my abundance. I am willing to know my abundance. I'm willing to release all the judgmental thoughts. I'm willing to release a belief in separation. I'm willing to know my true identity. I'm willing to know my true identity is abundance. Mm, That feels so good. I feel my heart opening. And for me, I feel very connected to Mother Mary, also to Kuan Yin. Uh, Mother Mary and Kuan Yin feel so much the same to me in similar ways. So Kuan Yin, the Buddhist goddess of compassion, boundless compassion, boundless compassion, that to me is true abundance. Oh, and you hear the bell? (laughs) That's the Course in Miracles app. I set it to go off every 30 minutes and remind me, God is the strength in which I trust. Yes, the app is almost ready. If you'd like to sign up for my free Course in Miracles app, you can go to acimapp.com. ACIMAPP.com, ACIMAPP.com, and we're just about to release it. We're just fine-tuning it, little tweaks. I'm hoping no more than a week more. Wouldn't that be lovely to say next week? It's available for download. So this first version is for um, iPhones and iPads and, I believe, computers. Yes. It's beautiful. Yes, it is. With wonderful reminders, alarms you can set. I've really been enjoying it. And so is everybody on the retreat. We hear that beautiful bell uh, going off. And uh, we, for me, and one of the things I said while we're on the retreat, let's use the Ho'oponopono uh, and say, I, I love you. Thank you. And uh, also the teachings of Dr. Emoto. And to say I love you, thank you to ourselves, to each other, and to raise a glass of water and have a sip. So I'm going to have a sip of my tea right now. I love you. Thank you. God is the strength in which I trust. God is my abundance. So also in this section 5 of chapter 1, it says here, we, of course, we can elect whom we're going to serve, but we can't serve two masters. It, it's like if you're going to serve the ego, it's you're going in the exact opposite direction of the spirit. So in every moment, we choose and choose again. Choose and choose again. And you know how well your choice was by how you feel. Do you feel prosperous? Do you feel aligned with love? Do you feel abundant? Then you know you chose love. The miracle is a sign that the mind has chosen to be led by me in Christ's service. Isn't that wonderful to know we can choose to allow the Master Pastor Jesus, to lead us in every single moment. That he is this elder brother who's always available to us, even if we make our bed in hell. Yeah, no matter how depraved or dark we feel, we can always pray to know our elder brother is with us. 
we can always open our heart and mind to that awareness. The abundance of Christ is the natural result of choosing to follow him. The abundance of Christ is the natural result of a choosing to follow him. So here's the thing. We don't experience lack and limitation because we're being punished for not following Christ. Now, think of this. For how long has it been taught that the root of all evil is money? Right? That not that ingrained into our awareness that the money of the root of all evil is money? But how could it be? How could it be? Money's a symbol. How could the root of all evil be a symbol? Everything in this world is symbolic. And what is evil? I love that Ernest Holmes says that evil is the appearance of that which is destructive. That which appears to be destructive. That's how he defines evil. I love that definition. So right now, people are being buffeted by winter storms. Winter appears to be destructive. But winter is also what makes possible the spring renewal, the Christ returning. So let us drop all the meaning that we have made of things. The abundance of Christ is the natural result of choosing to follow Christ. So what this also tells us here is Christ will lead us if we're willing. What is Christ? Christ is that love that is our true nature. So there is that within us that has the ability to lead us. And we've experienced that. Haven't we all experienced being led by pure love, releasing all sense of needing to get anything, wanting, lack, deprivation, and being simply filled with the abundance of love, even if just for a moment, haven't we all felt that? It says here, all shallow roots must be uprooted because they are not deep enough to sustain you. Isn't that wonderful? (laughs) I love every word and sentence. So perfect and beautiful. So the shallow roots can't sustain us. So the shallow roots of the ego, the grasping, the needing, the wanting, the momentary, temporary, time-based, temporary, temporary means time-based, that time-based sense of feeling full is so different from the spiritual sense of fulfillment. So the feeling full, the temporary sense of feeling full, is that shallow roots experience. I feel full, I feel satiated, because I have a bowl of food. I feel satiated because... The thing I want is in my hand, but that can only last for a moment, can only last in time, right? Sometimes we enter into a special relationship, and for a time we feel full, we feel the craving has subsided, but it's temporary. Only the holy relationship can bring the sense of fulfillment, The abundance of Christ is the natural result of choosing to follow Christ. All shallow roots must be uprooted because they are not deep enough to sustain you. We can't be sustained by the shallow roots. We can't be sustained by the special relationship. We can't be sustained by the things of this world. So let us not try. Let us just go cold turkey on that. And look for our sustenance to come from heaven, which is with the kingdom within. So the mana from heaven, the, the abundance, the true prosperity, comes from that connection to spirit, 
which is totally free in every moment. We don't need anyone's help. We don't need anyone's permission. We don't need to pay anyone. It's totally free for us at all time. All we have to do is cultivate that willingness. That's what our spiritual practice is, that communion. There is that within us which knows how to commune. And we can gather with others and be the two or more who are gathered. So this is something I was speaking about last week, that uh, that beautiful analogy that Venerable Dahani had spoken of uh, a few days before the last broadcast um, about one log on a fire. Uh, it's not much of a fire, but this second you add that second log now you can create uh, that experience of the Christ there the fire is lit so this is why we become the two or more who are gathered and isn't it wonderful that now we can use technology to do that we can use the phone and the internet to connect and be the two or more who are gathered in the name and the nature of the Christ the abundance of the Christ is a natural result of choosing to follow Christ. So when we join together with our brothers and sisters and intend a holy relationship, then we experience that Christ, that Christ light within our own hearts. And we dissolve those shallow roots and we put down deep roots. The illusion that shallow roots can be deepened and thus made to hold is one of the distortions on which the reverse of the golden rule rests. So what is the golden rule? Do unto others as you would have do unto you. Right? So in that connection with our brothers and sisters, extending love, we're opening to an awareness of the unity of all life. The unity of all life is our abundance. When we're holding on to resentments and judgments, blame and shame, unforgiveness, we're blocking the flow of abundance. So there are so many prosperity teachings now that have to do with holding intention in your mind, envisioning and manifesting and demonstrating that way. And you can definitely do that, and that will prove to you the power of your mind. But you won't be able to hold on to it if you don't do this work of releasing all blame, all resentment, all regret, all unforgiveness. At least I sure couldn't. So I, I wanted to feel free. I wanted to know my true identity, and so I made forgiveness my daily practice in the form of non-judgment. All forgiveness is non-judgment. All forgiveness is self-forgiveness. Let us begin with the self. So once again, uh, I'm Jennifer Hadley, and if you're interested in joining me in my year-long Masterful Living class, we're still accepting people through the end of March. The miracles are happening and flowing in Masterful Living so beautifully. Come join us. If it calls to you, you'll know it. You certainly don't need me <laughs> to support you, but I am here if you choose it. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love and we're walking the talk, and I'll be right back. I'm Dr. Tom Shepard, host of Let's Talk About It on Unity Online Radio. In my studies of world religions, I've repeatedly encountered two central spiritual questions. How do we make sense of life, and how do we live it more successfully? You're invited to explore these two questions with me in my new book, The Many Faces of Prayer, How the Human Family Meets Its Spiritual Needs. You'll be amazed at the remarkable ways people have learned to pray to their gods and to celebrate life individually and as communities of faith. Learn more at unitybooks.org.
from mayhem to miracle, from disaster to divine, Rants to Revelations Radio finds the opportunities for spiritual growth in everyday moments. Drawing from current headlines to pop culture, Reverend Ogan blurs the lines between the sacred and the profane, bringing meaning to the meaningless, with guests who are dedicated to transforming the world for good. Join Ogan live every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central for Rants to Revelations Radio. been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. So we're back, and this week we're talking about abundance, abundance, and how do we get to that experience of abundance. Of course, the next section is uh, section six here in chapter one, the illusions of needs. Mm -hmm. Lack implies that you would be better off in a state somehow different from the one you're in. So if you're experiencing lack, you have a belief that you'd be better off in a state different than what you're in. Until the separation, which is the meaning of the fall, nothing was lacking. There were no needs at all. Needs arise only when you deprive yourself. What do you deprive yourself of? The kingdom. The kingdom. So how do you, how do you stop depriving yourself of the kingdom? Your abundance comes through your recognition of your inheritance, your true identity. Remember the prodigal son? You go home again. How do you go home again? Spiritual practice. Yes. Spiritual practice. So powerful. So how do we let go of the resentment, the regret, the blame, all the things that block our experience of abundance? We consciously intend to be aware of all the times when we energize lack and limitation and we choose again, 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 we choose again. Oh, what a blessing. What a blessing that we can choose again. Hmm. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Such a blessing that we can change our minds about being stuck. Yeah. So <laughs> let's look here now. Let's go to page 57, which is in chapter 4, the ego and false autonomy. I love this. And it says, first of all, right in the beginning, uh, on page 56, uh, paragraph 1, it is reasonable to ask how the mind could ever have made the ego. In fact, it is the best question you could ask. There is, however, no point in giving an answer in terms of the past, because the past does not matter, and history would not exist if the same errors were not being repeated in the present. Abstract thought applies to knowledge because knowledge is completely impersonal and examples are irrelevant to its understanding. Perception, however, is always specific, specific and therefore quite concrete. So the key to changing our life is recognizing that it is our belief system that creates our perception not our experience, because our experience is a projection of our belief system. This is why in all my classes, we go to the root in order to have new fruit. We go to the root to change our belief system. How do we change our belief system? We abandon it. 
<laughs> in favor of the truth. We say, I don't need these beliefs anymore. I've got the truth that sets me free. The truth is my abundance. The truth is my inheritance. We go home again. And so one of the things we we have, the best tool we have is our relationships, which is why I was talking so much about relationships last month in February. Uh, we're in 2014, if you're listening to the archive, because we have, uh, I think, this is 126th episode. So we've got uh, all these past episodes, and you can download them all very easily. It'll take a while, but you can download them all through the podcast. So you can find the podcast at iTunes if you search for me, Jennifer Hadley, at iTunes. I've got several free podcasts there, and this radio show is one of them. And uh, if you enjoy the show, will you take the time to write a review? It only takes a few minutes there at iTunes to write a review. And the more reviews people write, the more uh, iTunes... Um, values the show because you're taking the time to write a review. Let's iTunes know, aha, people like this. And therefore, they will share it with more people. So, and call it to their attention. And so, we are recognizing that we're looking to see our brothers and sisters in their holiness. And that helps us to see our own holiness. Because projection and perception are the same. So let us learn to perceive our brothers and sisters as they truly are, whole, perfect, and complete. Let us not judge our brothers and sisters. And in releasing all those judgments against our brothers and sisters, whether they're the leaders, the politicians, on television, in magazines, wherever we perceive our brothers and sisters, it is an opportunity to have holy relationships and to refresh and reboot our mind to choose again, to drop all judgment. So right now I'm going to invite you to think of whoever it is in your life that you judge the most. It may be the person you love the most. Making a commitment to truly stop judging that one person and have that one relationship be made holy will indeed transform your whole life because all is one. Give the heavy lifting to the Holy Spirit. Invoke Jesus to assist you in every moment. Notice how much you value the judgments. Notice how valuable it is to you to have the right to judge. And notice, too, that you're squandering your inheritance. Now, that word squandering your inheritance, it's really not that. I think I misspoke because I quoted that, that teaching from the Bible. It's You really can't squander your inheritance, but you can cut yourself off from it temporarily. You can say, eh, right now. I don't care about it. I'd rather judge my brother, my sister, my loved one, my companion. Let us be mighty companions and know the truth about each other, the truth that sets us free. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because this is our... When we, when we love each other, when we extend love... When we drop the judgments, we are stepping into true abundance. And you will notice it by how you feel. So our judgments are like, they are the attachments, the pain, the suffering, the weapons. I <laughs> I always, when I think of judgments and attachments, I think of weapons. 
and it's interesting, uh, just, I'll make a couple of mystical references that might not, they don't have anything to do with A Course of Miracles, but they have to do with my experience of A Course of Miracles. So, um, some of you may have heard of the Ascended Master, St. Germain, who is the master that works with the violet flame, which is one of the great rays that Jesus talks about. And um, so, uh, Master St. Germain is believed to have been made manifest as Shakespeare and written those plays, which are so masterful and such beautiful tales of the the difference between choosing ego and choosing love and the suffering caused by choosing ego. Well, in the beginning of Romeo and Juliet, there's that scene where the prince breaks up the fight between the Montagues and the Capulets, and he says, throw your mistempered weapons to the ground. And whenever I think of releasing the judgments and opinions, I think of throw your mistempered weapons to the ground. Literally, like, drop them. Drop them. You know, drop the tools and follow me. Come with me. That's what I feel. Is I feel the Christ presence saying, drop the weapons. You don't even have to figure out what to do with them. Just throw them to the ground. Throw the judgments to the ground. And sometimes I've done ceremony where I lay on the ground and I just release the judgments. Yes, yes, yes. Only those who have a real and lasting sense of abundance can be truly charitable. Let us be truly charitable. Right now, I invite you to place your hand on your heart and take a breath of love and gratitude with me. And let us be so grateful that we don't have to figure out how. All we have to do is allow ourselves to choose love and let love do the heavy lifting. In grace and gratitude, we allow our inheritance to be made manifest in our life in our heart and in our mind. We choose love and choose again. In grace and gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. We allow it to be, and so it is. Amen, 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 amen. Thank you, everybody. Have a great week. I'll be back with you next Tuesday.